want to talk about looking into the Word of God for your answers in your daily life. Wisdom from God. Because Christians try to do so much on their own because we think that God doesn't really care about some of the small everyday things. It's only when a major thing happens, like, oh, what am I going to do? I better spend time. No, we should spend time all the time over everything in our life because the Bible talks about that the heart, out of the heart springs the issues of life. So we want the wisdom of God in our heart. We want to get that wisdom. And wisdom, in all actuality, does not come from education. So there might be some school teachers in here that are, you know, like thinking, whatever, lady. No. The Bible's clear about where wisdom comes from and what wisdom is. Wisdom is knowing from God an ability putting forth. Because if you don't put forth that wisdom given, then it's not wisdom. If you don't do that word of wisdom, then it's not wisdom. You're not using it. It's just like faith. Faith is dead if you don't use it. It's, an, it's a muscle that doesn't get exercised. If you don't exercise faith, then it's really useless, so to speak. Because you have to exercise faith for it to do something. And so wisdom is similar. You have to use it the way God talks about using it, and you have to get it the way God says to get it. And it's not by intellect, and it's not by beauty. It's not by the things that the world tries to put forth. No, it comes from God. Amen? So let's look into James 1. Because we're going to talk about this because I believe that it's something that we all will continue. It's a continual growth, and it's something that we're always going to be needing. We're all going to need wisdom. I don't care who we are. We all need wisdom, whether we're retired or just starting a career or just raising kids. Wisdom from God is what we need to walk in, need to have, need to be able to look at and go, I know that is true and that's what I need to do. So in James, this was the half-brother of Jesus, and he talks about this. And it, here's the thing, he was raised with Jesus, so he knows he knows some things, and he talks about, let's go to James 1, 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Now, you know, there's something to that right there about fall, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Well, how are we going to do that living in this fleshly body and dealing with circumstances? There is a way to do it, and, and looking deeper into this last night with God, it came up that there is a way that you do that only through God. It's not by knowing, knowing, memorizing scriptures, but counting it all joy when you fall into various trials is by God's wisdom. It's only when you get his wisdom. This is spiritually speaking, only when you get that spiritual wisdom and revelation that settles down in you will you go, hallelujah, when you are in a trial. Because we can talk it all day long. Okay, 
praise God and thank him. Hallelujah. So I'm in a trial. I know it's going to change. We can do all that. But there is another, there is another avenue of which we can look at and explore. And it's by this, the way we know it is because after he says this, he starts talking about asking for wisdom. So he's giving us an avenue of which to be able to count it all joy when you are in a storm. It's by getting wisdom from God. You know, we can, we, God's merciful and we can be in a storm and we can stand our ground and go, hallelujah, it's going to end pretty soon. Thank you. It's going to end. 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 And it does. Because, he, because he's guaranteed us that it does end. And the sun's coming up and the sky's going to be blue. And he, he guarantees us that you're going to win. But how about seeking him diligently for some wisdom and believing by faith you're going to get it and go through that trial in a different form, fashion, way. Quicker, possibly, with wisdom, he can direct you of something to do that will change your path through that storm and get you out faster. And so, he says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And we know that in 2 Peter, when it talks about faith, add all these things to faith, add knowledge, add this, it says to add perseverance to your faith, which is patience. So we need to be aware that we need to add patience to our faith. That means there's a little bit of time frame to do with faith. That means when you're in faith, um, it may take some time. That's why the kingdom of God is like the farmer. He doesn't plant the seed at night and in the next morning he sure doesn't have a full harvest. Matter of fact, it may be days before he sees a sprout. It might be days before he sees anything coming up out of the ground from the seed. So is your faith. We have to realize that we get caught up. I had said in prayer on Tuesday, we want a microwave Christian lifestyle. We want to put our request into the microwave, turn the dial, push the button, 30 seconds, bing, I got it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. No, that's not how it is. We don't have a microwave Christian Bible. We have one that tells us when you stand, you stand some more. It says add patience. Add patience to the test. Put a little patience in there. Don't get, so, don't get so riled up about it. Don't get so antsy. Just slow down. Because getting antsy can make you walk the wrong direction a little too fast and you might trip. Where you could have avoided that had you settled down and went, oh, wait a minute. I'm going to get patient here. I'm going to exercise my faith. I'm going I'm to ask God for wisdom. I'm going to seek the Lord for some wisdom. So he says, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Let it be mature in you. Grow. Don't just let a storm beat you up. Grow in it through God with his knowledge and his wisdom by faith. Uh, look at it differently. 
we need to look at that differently. When we're under a test and a trial, we need to look at it differently instead of going, oh, here I go again. We need to train ourselves to look differently at it and go, okay, so I can handle this. I'm going to get help. I, I, I'm going to go to the one who knows all, sees all, who already has an answer, who lives inside of me that by faith the Bible says if I believe I'll receive, I can seek him so I can do this differently than the 99.9% of the Christian population who's out there struggling because they don't read God's word. And I can say that because I was one of them. And I went to a big church for a long time. And I took my Bible out of my hall closet and got in my car and went to Sunday morning service and looked at the scriptures. And then I went to eat and then I walked home. And the closet closest to where I walked in the house, I put my Bible and I didn't read it. Bob's a good Christian going to church. I didn't know how to stand in a test and trial. All I knew how to do was get down on my knees and beg a way out of it when it hit. So I really didn't grow through them. All I did was wait for the merciful God to pull me through it. And I would get back up and give my knees and, you know, scraps and what are those scabs? Have one for a while, but, you know, those things. and Clean yourself up. But see, there is another way to do it. With the wisdom of the word of God by spending some time individually in it. Because the answers are in it. Boy, I'm telling you, I used to be a manual person. Like when, you, when I would get a new program, still that way like I got a new washer and dryer and I'm reading the stupid manual I mean I'm like where's that paper manual why can't they give them to us anymore no you got to go online and look it up and the man this is the manual for life here see you get a new product remember when we would get software you you know you can the answer question, put it in, find out how to do it. We don't hesitate. If there's a problem with something and there's a place, I mean, hello, Google? Some people think Google is God, but it's the wrong G-O. It's the wrong go. You go to God, not to Google, for the real, true answers. And wisdom will come. And direction will come through the word of God, and strength will come. And a different kind of strength and way out comes when you do it God's way, not man's way. So he said, um, if you, so for, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect, complete, lacking nothing. I prefer to go that way. I prefer to go to the way of lacking nothing. If I'm going to come out of a storm, I'm going to come out good. I'm not going to come out with three tires on my car and my antenna bent and the trunk open. and I'm not coming out that way. No, I'm not. 
Because I don't have to. Because the word of God says I don't have to. And he lives in me. And I have the very manual right here to be able to look up the answers. And do it properly. And do it with strength. And do it with knowledge. And joy. And peace. And a kick in your step. I'm going to get attitude up here today. Because pastor's coming back. That means, that means I only have you for right now. So I'm going to serve it up. So open your mouth because I'm feeding this morning. <laughs> so five, if any of you lack wisdom, here it is. So see, he's saying this while you're in a trial. He's not talking about, you know, when it's glorious and sunny. No, let's look at where he is. What room of the house is he in? He's in the room of there's some problems, some tests, some trials. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Without reproach, without disapproval. What? Okay, I'm going to go back and ask. If I don't hear, I'm telling you, I'm going back and asking again. I'm not going to just ask once. Now, I'm asking respectfully. There's a right way to go to God with reverence and respect. You do it in the right manner. But if I don't give my answer, yeah, I'm going to be patient and wait, but I'm going back again. Because there's an open line of communication here. There's a witness. There is a voice. There is something. There's a connection. There's the vine and the branch. And that means there's something flowing. And he might have said something and maybe I missed it. So I'm going back and asking again. I'm going to spend some time dividing up things that I hear from him. Reading the word. I'm going to spend time. I'm going back and asking. I'm sure God sees me as that little gnat. You know that little gnat that flies around? I'm like, oh, she's back again. I'm just going to tell her so she'll just go and take care of it. That's a joke. He doesn't see us that way. But I'll ask again. Because he doesn't disapprove of our asking. He's not looking at us like that school teacher or somebody I encountered the other day, and I won't say who. But when I said something, they just went, you know that attitude thing? Like, you silly thing, you don't know what you're talking about. You know that whole attitude thing? God doesn't look at us like that. When we come to him with a pure heart, with the with intention of knowing, he listens. You guys, this is real God. He's alive. This is not something for heaven later. This is life right now. There is a God alive right now. His spirit is hovering right now. The Holy Spirit is in us, and he wants to deliver to us what God wants us to know, to help us live that life more abundantly, that he walked to the cross, crucified, was beaten. We don't want it to be in vain. We want to have what he wants us to walk in. Because when we walk in it, then we can be a testimony unto who God is. 
what God will do, what is available to anyone who will receive him. He doesn't pick favorites. He doesn't do more for one person than the other. He only does it by faith. The person that will believe and will act and will ask for wisdom. And he doesn't, he doesn't reproach, which means disapprove. He says, he'll give it to you. That's a guarantee. But let him ask in faith. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Your storm just drives you back and forth, up one day, down the other. That's why, you know, go back and ask again if you need to. Spend time in the Word because here's what, where doubt comes from is not knowing the character of God. Doubt will come from not being confident of what God's Word says and having the revelation of it in your heart. Mentally, you might read what it says, but revelation comes in the spirit, from the spirit of God. Revelation down here in your spirit is where the word grows, where the seed was planted, where the knowing will come from. That's where you get the battle to fight against doubt comes from revelation. And it also comes from knowing his word. And he said that doubt will come like a fiery dart and it'll come to your head It'll be a thought. Doubt always starts with a thought. A, a thought. Have you ever heard of one of those? That's when you're in a hurry and you want to say thought and doubt at the same time. It's a thought. It always starts up here. That's where your doubts will start. It's a fiery dart from Satan, from circumstances, from the curse of the law, which the Bible says the whole earth is under the curse of the law from the fall of Satan. But yet the Bible says that we've been redeemed from that. And the way that we take hold of the redemption was when we got saved. But now that we're saved, there's an action that has to come forth from us individually to grab a hold of that redemption, that, that gift that comes with being saved, those things of the promises of God to walk in it. And faith. So, but let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man or woman suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Because the double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Not just in that test and that trial, but a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. A double-minded man is, okay, I, I know what the word says, okay, yeah, yeah. And then he, tomorrow he's forgotten what the word says. And he's in shambles about the thing that he was standing in faith for over here. Now he's jumped over here to the other side of the boat, jumping overboard. Because he's not sure. He's unstable. How do we get stable? How do we get stable? How do we not be an unstable man? 
When you seek God and his word, it will tell you that blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of who? The ungodly. To get stable, you got to walk in the counsel of God. He says this man will be planted like a tree by the river. Stable. The roots deep. Roots that are deep are stable. We want to get ourselves stable so we don't go through these things. Time. We're going to go through tests, but how do we go through them is what matters. How we stand and what we do during these times is really what matters. So how do we do it? We do it through the Word of God, but we do it by using the Word of God. Jump down to 22 in that same chapter. It says, but be a doer of the word, not just a hearer only. You deceive yourself, it says. You're deceiving yourself if you hear the word, hear the word. Whew, hallelujah, I've got the word. I'm getting in faith. Hear the word. But then you don't do it. What's the word? Doing the word? The gospel of Jesus Christ. Walking in love. If you ought anything against anyone, forgive. That's about praying. That, 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 that's about praying. That's about standing your ground. That's about, you know, saying, mountain, get out of here, circumstances. And if you believe with your heart and then you don't doubt. And then right following that. If you have anything against anyone, forgive. Because if you don't forgive, how do you anticipate God to forgive you? How do you anticipate a prayer being answered? How do you anticipate the wisdom coming from God to see you through the direction of a storm when you're not doing his word? You cannot have both. It's not do this, do that, do this. It's not laws, but it is obedience to God's word, which is called the law in the Old Testament, but it's good, right, moral, standard, living, period. And it is right. And it, there are right and wrong things to do. And it's the word of God that will see you through it. And so he says, be a doer of the word. So that wisdom is so you can't ask for wisdom and expect God to help you and then not be doing his word. I, I did that all the time. That was me back there, you know, when I told you I went to church and that was me. And when I'd ask for wisdom, but I wasn't doing his word. I, I wasn't spending time in the word. I was not. He said, renew your mind. That's part of the word, you know, being a doer of the word. Renew your mind daily. Don't be conformed to the way the world is, but be conformed and transformed to what the Word of God says. I wasn't doing that. So you want wisdom. So you need help. So you need direction. And God's merciful. And He tries to help us. And He does. 
But there is a way where it can work with more power for us in a more forceful manner that will bring about answers much quicker. And so I want to look at Matthew 7 because God or Jesus likened wisdom to the man that built his house on the rock. We're going to go read it. You know it, but we're going to read it because it's the word. And, you know, you can read scriptures over and over again, but the power is in the gospel. I was teaching this in prayer this week about people wanting answers and needing to stir yourself up so that you get your mind on God. And when you are, when you're by yourself, you should just praise God and you should encourage yourself with the gospel. Because if you spent time in this church, you've heard scriptures over and over again or other churches or you've read on your own, you can, while you're driving the car and you're headed to a meeting, you can be saying, greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world or that meeting for that fact. Because God's going to give me wisdom and I know what I'm going to do. And you can speak like that. You can talk about, I know the voice of my Lord because he says, I'm a sheep and his voice is in me. So I am going to get answers. You can talk this way to yourself. You can thank God that he is your provider. Those bills have to be paid because God said he would provide for me. You can, you can stir yourself up. You can tell your body, body, listen. All right, you might hurt right now, but there's a power in me that raised Christ from the dead. That's what the Bible says, body. Do you hear it? Listen to me, body. Listen to me, back. Listen to me, head. Christ, the power in Jesus, the power lives in the life of the believer to tap into. But you only release it by your mouth and your faith. Quiet faith is quiet. Speak things out over your own life. Demand things to line up. Because God said that you could speak that way. He said he put his word in our mouth and in our heart. Why did he put it there? Oh, because it feels good. I like the way it feels. I'm so peaceful when I'm walking around outside because his word's in here and in my mouth. It's so peaceful. No. Open up and deliver it. Deliver it where it needs to go. Set forth a spiritual force to move something, to change something, to work something out in your life. Set it forth. Use his word. Amen? So Matthew 7, we're going to read this because this is where, like I said, you got to be a doer of the word. Matthew 7, 24. Jesus was talking about, it was talking about the way to walk, and he said, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, all right, there you go. There's your answer. Are you doing the word? Got your finances in order? Are you doing the word? Are you tithing? Huh. Oh, there they are talking about money in church. 
It's all through the Bible. Got financial issues? First thing you need to do is go, am I tithing? Because it's all God's. Before it became to you, it was, it's God's. So are you doing the word? Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. And it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell. And I'm telling you, it just didn't fall. It fell with a great fall. Two exact same circumstances. Two exact same storms two people heard the same thing one did it one didn't that right there is profound you can look at that and go all right this is god's word this isn't just something written in some inspirational book this is the truth of life Wisdom comes when you do the word of God. So see, it will come when we ask, because we, we can get narrow-minded. Well, I've asked God. The Bible says if I ask, I'm going to get it. Yes, but remember, are you doing his word? Because the blessing is in doing the word brings the blessing. And it talks about how Things will overtake you. As you follow with the word of God, you'll be overtaken by the blessing. Two exact circumstances, exactly the same. I mean, we really should look at that and examine that in a very serious way. This is an encouraging message, you know, you guys. Oh. This is because it's an answer. Because people are looking for answers. People have gone to God, I know for a fact this week, because God dealt with me both Tuesday morning, Friday morning, about people wanting answers and going to God and asking and waiting. And they're not getting and they're getting frustrated. And they're like, why am I not hearing? What's going on? And the wisdom from God comes from doing his word. And he said we're to examine ourselves. In Joshua 1.8, he says, be strong in the Lord. And then he tells us the way to success in Joshua 1.8 is to not let the word depart from your mouth. Don't you know, Keep it in front of the midst of your eyes. Meditate on that word day and night, he says. And then he says, as you're doing this meditating day and night on his word, hello, ding, do a checkup. Checkup time. Am I observed? 
He says, observe. That means look at something. And he didn't say, observe what your sister and brother are doing. No, don't be doing that. You're not supposed to be doing that. You're to observe whether you are walking in the word of God. Observe whether you are doing all. The word all is in there. Not just what's written in John's gospel, because it's great. Because it's got all that good stuff where the anointings in us is going to show us things to come. And the Lord will speak to us and we follow only him. No, all. Observe whether you are doing all that is written. And only in that, then will you find success in everything you do. People spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars going you've done these no biggie but to these motivational speakers and these you know build your life platforms and how to do this and how to get rich and you could have all those answers for free right here and better and with the power of God behind it where when a drought comes it don't affect you because you've been following his word and the wisdom of God said, hey, there's a situation coming. You better not buy that right now. Hold off. You ever bought something and wish you didn't? Because later it was like, yeek, I don't have the money now. Things didn't pan out quite like I thought it was going to pan out. See, so the wisdom of God by staying in the word, meditating on it day and night, he said, this is how you're going to have success. The wise man did what the word said. He built his life. He built his foundation. He put his source. He got his spirit, his foundation. He built it on the rock. He's not over here doing things as the world does them, slipping and sliding on the sand, trying to get back up and get going again. No, he's done it the way God said the wise man would build on the rock, which is the word of God. Meditating, growing up spiritually. Growing spiritually is where we want to grow. Man, if you're young in this room right now and you have a life ahead of you, get this. Get it right now. Listen to what I'm saying. Dig into the scriptures. Sit down and go, God. I don't know you very well, but I want to know you. Help me. Talk to God like he's your best friend. Talk to him like you talk to your best friend because that's who he is, and that's the relationship he desires. He doesn't need a religious, high uppity talk. He wants a kid talking to a parent, asking for help. And all the answers... And then God will lead you into what education would be right or what profession is good for you. Because no matter what profession you go into, God will work in it. No matter what profession, God will work in it. God can make you the smartest accountant you've ever seen. You will dazzle people with your intelligence with your accounting skills, 
when God's teaching you because he knows all. If you're a mechanic, I'm telling you what, God can lead you to the problem in the car. I want a mechanic like that. Who's like that in here? I want a mechanic that can really know what's going on. Don't you? I mean, that's a profession that, you know, we all need to deal with. I'm going to pray for a mechanic that knows God. Any profession. And that's the wisdom. That's the wisdom that comes from God by doing his word. He builds his life on what the scriptures say. All of it. All of it, he said in Joshua 1.8. Observe that you are doing all. All of it. Let's go to Proverbs 3. Is there work involved? You betcha. Hello? There's work involved. There's diligence involved in walking out a powerful Christian life. And there's going to be opposition. And the first and foremost opposition is going to be your own flesh. Woot, woot. That's going to be your biggest opposition is your own flesh. The Bible says we're drawn away by the desires of our own heart. The things that we just like, the fleshly things, the fun things. And there are things that are right and they're good. And God has given us this land to fully enjoy and walk in the pleasures of it. But we never need to put it first. We need to know the priority of what counts, which is our walk with God first. And so that wisdom is going to come from walking with him. Wisdom is godly insight that's applied to daily living every single day. Not just that major event that is huge and hanging down on your shoulders, but the insight of what God has, the wisdom from God every day, the light of the word. He said we are to walk in the light that we know. Praise God, don't have to walk in the light of Pastor Dave's knowing. You walk in your light. I'm responsible to walk in what I know. Then we can learn from others. So Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord. Did I tell you 3, 5? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord. The way you're going to trust in him is to get into the scriptures and see what did he say he's going to do for me so that I know that I can trust. Lean not on your own understanding. There you go. How many times have you done it? I've done it. I'm like, boy, that just wasn't the smartest decision I ever made. Leaning on that own understanding, not seeking God, Ooh, not putting patience to that test to figure out what to do to get through it the right way. But six, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. He says he'll direct your path. 
Do not be wise in your own eyes. You cannot ask God for wisdom. This isn't Burger King. You can't ask God for wisdom and then do it your own way. You want to have it God's way. We want to have it God's way. Because his way is better. His way of doing things always is spiritually brought. It's, it's a spiritual realm, but it brings forth the manifestation of what we need in the natural, whatever that may be. It brings it forth better. It brings it forth better than we can. He does a better job. He'll, he, he just knows how. But we've got to trust in him with all of our heart. Not lean back over here. Where are we leaning? Well, we're leaning back to our old ways. We're kind of leaning back to kind of what we know. That was kind of a safe, comfortable way to do it. I think, you know, I'm going to lean back that way because, you know, that's how I've always done it. And I slipped through and made it through. No. No, be bold. Step out there. Go, oh, wait a minute. You know, here comes the attitude. Guy in my hair long again so I can do that better. Have an attitude about, wait a minute. I can do this differently. I don't have to make the same mistakes over and over again. I can use the word of God and I can grow. I can set forth a plan for me. Come on, you guys all set forth a plan. You guys have a plan. You set forth stuff. You got things planned in your lives. You can set forth a plan. I'm talking to someone in here. God's talking to someone in here. Somebody has been thinking what that plan is, what I got to do. How am I going to do this? How am I going to arrange it? What can I do to get out of this? What can I do to, to push through and, and make that work? God can do that for you if you'll get on board with him. He'll change and he'll work. He's merciful and he's God. And he wants this for everyone. He wants this plan to go forth in your life with him guiding and directing and it will be way better than if you try to maneuver it yourself. Because none of us are smart enough to do it the way God would do it. None of us. Because he knows all. He created all. He made us. Come on, he made creation. He put forth this body that we walk in and the way it works and the things that he has done on earth and in heaven, how he keeps that sun and that moon up there is amazing. He can surely help you with your life. But you've got to walk in this truth and know there is something about the word of God. I've never really explored it, but there's something. And I'm telling you, I know this from a testimony of my own life. I've known it. I've eaten of it. I've changed some things in me that have changed me, that have gone over 
to change people that I'm around, that have helped my family, that has changed. And it's not me, it's what his word did by going, I see something has happened. There's something there. What? There's something to this. I have to try it. I got to try it. I got to try it, Lord. You need to go, Lord, I got to try this. And when you start trying, then you'll go, no, I got to do this. The trying, because when trying is, there's a little question mark at the end. But when the doing kicks in, then you're going to go, there's truth in this. There's power in it. It will change your life. I have been redeemed from worry. I do not worry. And it was a big part of my life. And I know the day that it's a spiritual thing. I'm going to tell you, worry is spiritual. You may think it's mentally in your head. But worry is spiritual start. It's where it began. It's a spiritual side. And I know the day when that curse of worry came off of my body. Because I could teach you how to worry. I could have written a number one best-selling book on how to worry and how to do it good. And God redeemed me from it through the teaching, through sitting in here and hearing the word. He redeemed me from it. And he redeemed me and he has saved me from a lot of things. And brought me into the ministry. I never planned to do this. This was not my plan. I wasn't raised by a pastor. I wasn't even raised in a church where my family went to church. My mom and dad, I never stepped in a church with my dad until I was, I don't know where. I don't know, maybe my sister got married. My mother, I never went to a church service with my mom until she was 70 years old and she moved here and I brought her to church. So I wasn't raised in the ministry. No, God just decided it. But here's what came with it. Growing in the Word of God and seeing what it will do in your life. It'll change your finances. It'll change your health. You can walk in divine health. You don't have to be sick. It'll change your emotions. It'll bring great joy on your life. The Word of God will move over your life and make a difference. It will make a difference in your daily life. When you get up in the morning, when you go to work, when you stop and have lunch, when you drive into the quick trip and get a Coke and buy gasoline, when you go to Fry's and get your groceries, God will change things. I want you to get excited about the fact that there is an answer here. You've been asking things. You've been asking. And God has an answer, but he wants you to know that it's the doer of the word that gets the wisdom. It's the doer of his word, walking in the light of what you've been taught in the word. And there's a commitment. There's a commitment to that. Lord, I submit to you, and I'm going to do what you tell me to do. I'll do it, Lord. Well, go teach some children. 
what? I don't want to teach in children's. I am not good with kids. Lord, you got to have the wrong person. Join the housekeeping. Great, that's a Saturday or Friday. Do something nice for that neighbor who's so mean to you. Oh, come on. Now that's going a little overboard. Do you know how rude they are? You know their dog comes and poops in my yard every day and growls at me in my own garage? That happened to me. At that house where I live, nice big dog. Gonna be a little poodle that you don't see their poop. Well, it's got to be this horse. Deposits right outside my studio window. I'm like, oh, that's wonderful. And there was other things. He growling me when I'm in my garage on my property, barking at me. So I, I had a word. And it had some flesh to it. It wasn't pretty. So I had to like adjust. I had to make a phone call. I had to be nice. <laughs> Praise God. And so things start, you know, and I did. And then the Lord spoke to me about those stupid dogs that would bark every day that I drive in, get in the garage. Those dogs would bark at me and bark at me. And I said, Lord. And he said, laugh at them. Okay, you guys. I'm going to tell you what, God is going to tell you some things that are going to seem weird. Just go with it, because he's cool. God's cool. He knows how to do things. He's going to do it differently. And I'm in the car, and I'm like, are you serious? He goes, laugh at them. I'm like, laugh at him. Every time you get out of the car, when you walk outside, those dots, laugh at them. I'm like, okay. So I did this. I started laughing. I walk out, ha, 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 ha. Ha-ha! And then I told Joe this. Okay, now that was another story. Because Joe would rather do something else. And I said, okay, God told me that we should laugh at them. He's like, what? I'm like, I know. It sounds weird. But what, what would be the harm in trying? I've already started it, right? What would be the harm in trying? So I caught Joe laughing at the dogs once. I was like, praise God, that's awesome. And do you know those dogs don't hardly bark anymore? Very seldom do you hear the dogs bark. I just, we started laughing at them, and they just, the, the dogs just look at me now. I think they think I'm kind of crazy or something. I don't, God moved on the dogs, and they don't poop in the yard anymore either. Uh, that's really something to praise about. So when you seek the Lord about something, don't be surprised if it sounds a little odd. You're like, what? That is weird, Lord. Because he's not going to do things the way we think with our natural mind. His wisdom from heaven is different than man's wisdom. The wisdom of God, the Bible says, is first peaceable. It's going to carry peace. There's going to be a knowing inside, but don't always anticipate it. Don't try to figure out what he's going to tell you. 
Okay, I, I've done that too, and it doesn't work. You just got to settle down and go, okay, I'm going to listen. I'm going to get an answer, and I'm going to know. I'm going to follow this, and I'm going to know. Because he'll lead you. He'll give you the wisdom. So glad I listened to God last year. You know, I'm always gone in September, always, for several weeks up at the Grand Canyon. It's my big time up there with the shows and everything. And, and I've done it for eight years. It's a big event. I like being a part of it. It's part of history. The Grand Canyon's building a museum up there. I'm part of that endeavor. And God told me, don't go next year. And I'm thinking, what? You know, I'm like, what? And don't teach the class either. I'm like, what? That's, you know, that's my livelihood. That's how I make a living. That's, that's like the big end of my quarter of the year. See, that don't make sense to me. But he told me. So I'm following that. And come September 1st, I'm really glad I did. Because, you know, as you guys know, my mom passed away right there in July. And there was so much to deal with. And, and there are, I rejoice that she's in heaven. It's awesome for her. I know where she is. The God moved during that time. But there's still that part of you that you go through something that you don't know you're going to go through emotionally and physically and, and just other things happening. And, and then my kids moved home. <laughs> Who would have thunk? No, they just moved in for a few weeks. But God knows what's coming ahead. So I already know I don't have to worry that I didn't do the Grand Canyon show because, ooh, hallelujah, I think I see my ship coming into the harbor. And it's going to be loaded. I know because that's how he works. See, this is faith. Don't make any sense. What he tells you may not always make sense. But the wisdom of God is different than the way man does it. So in order to get his wisdom, we got to be a doer of the word. we got to be like the man that built his house on the rock. we got to build our life upon the word. And in that, wisdom of the daily things of life are going to come. Like he said, don't be wise in your own eyes. Trust in him. Do the word. And in order to be a doer of the word, you need to study it so you know what's in there. Be in church. Join a Bible study. Go to prayer. If you have an opportunity to get in the anointing, to get in a group, do it. That's where you grow spiritually. You can grow spiritually on your own as well, but jump in and add to. Do you know it's an investment that you came this morning it's an investment. You've invested into yourself. You've invested into your future. You've invested into the kingdom. Amen?